Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy New Year's Eve, Eve. Greg Mackling along with Gabrielle Marchand this morning on the start. Good morning, Gabby. Good morning. Thanks for having me here, Thanks Greg. for stepping into the breach. Brett McGarry off again today. If you were tuned in yesterday and wondering where Brett was, Brett has given me permission to let you know he had a little bit of a health scare on Wednesday. But he's feeling fine. He'll be ready to jump back in the saddle next week, Wednesday. Loren McNabb was scheduled to have this week off all along. Loren and I will return on Tuesday. We'll have Monday off. But you'll be back on the air Monday morning on Global News Morning because today is uh, an off day, or this week, in fact, your show has been taking hiatus. Yeah, we've been taking a little hiatus, which honestly was kind of nice. I enjoyed working different shifts this week, getting to know different folks at our station, and now getting to work with you. It is an honor. I said this is the perfect Stop. storm. Normally, I will not spend four hours on 680 CGOB. Sorry to all the listeners out there, but thanks for having me. It's a great time. I'm glad to be here. Well, on Fridays, we normally do Gab with Gabby, one segment at 9.05 to catch up with you on some of the lighter topics of conversation that we we partake in throughout the week. Well, I, I'm looking at this as 16 solid segments of Gab with Gabby this morning. Seven minutes, very different than four hours. We'll see what the tolerance is after that. I'm I'm a small dose person. I accept that. I'm annoying after a while. So, well, you know, this is how it's going to go, Greg. We'll give you a report card around 9.55 or so that. when we welcome Kathy Kennedy, who is in for Hal Anderson on Connecting Winnipeg uh, today as we wrap up 2022. And in fact, KK is going to be in for Tom Milroy tomorrow oh, on Tom Milroy's show okay. as uh, New Year's Eve falls upon us. That's going to be a focus today, no surprise. New Year's Eve, celebrations, but also consternation, anxiety, and resolutions. I'm so curious to hear from people in general, if you're listening, how do you feel about New Year's Eve? Do you approach it as the new year, new me? I was saying to Greg, I want to normalize new year, same old me, same old dumpster fire. But how do you approach the new year? Do you make resolutions? Do you try new things? And how do you feel about gatherings returning? Because this will be our first New Year's Eve without any pandemic restrictions. It's going to be a party one. There are going to be lots of options indoors and out. I read the forecast for you just a few moments ago, and we'll do so several times throughout the morning. But if you want to be indoors, there'll be lots of options. But being outside will be very pleasant tomorrow night. Of course, the Forks, they do uh, fireworks. I think it's at eight o'clock for families. And then I, do they do it at midnight again? I'm going to have to Google that. I'm going to have to Google that too, because I do not have the answer to that. Greg is typing away. I like that you said New Year's Eve outside. Picture this, Manitobans, your New Year's Eve with an outdoor safe bonfire. Wouldn't that be nice? That sounds like the ideal New Year's Eve. We've done that up at the lake have in you? the past. Oh. And of course, the the fire will will raise the temperature, you know, four or five degrees. And in fact, you know, spicy the, the, snow, the snow will start to melt around the around the bonfire. And it's it, very palatable at minus 10, minus 15 even. And well, we're going to be well within that zero to minus 15 range. You roast a hot dog Eve. on there, make a little s'more. Your snacks are right there, Greg. You know me very well. You know that hot dogs are life for me. They are, <laughs> they are by far my, my favorite food source. Um, uh, my favorite way to enjoy a baseball game, hockey game, or just any meal altogether. Hot dogs are are it for me. There's a reason they're a staple, a classic. 100%. We've got lots of things to get to this morning. We are going to have a little bit of fun, as always, but there are situations, there are news stories that, you know, beg our attention. Yes. One of those happening east 
of the city of Winnipeg in Northwest Ontario. I call that part of Northwest Ontario uh, around Lake of the Woods, Winnipeg East or Manitoba East, because in the summertime in particular, it's all Manitobans. But in the last couple of days, uh, bothersome uh, event, if not plural events in that city. Certainly. And while the scenery feels like paradise, I think a lot of concerns coming from many people in that community over crime, over incidents. We're actually going to be hearing from a Kenora business owner who was attacked violently in her store. And she has video of it that she shared. It's very disturbing to watch. I had took a look yesterday and chatted with her. So she's going to be telling her story, just more on her concerns as a business owner, because many of them are saying, you know, this is an ongoing thing. They've had this emergency meeting in Kenora. The OPP says they're going to address it. The mayor says they're going to address it. So what's next for that community? And really, what's the root of these issues, right? The root issues and root causes, I think, are sometimes the things we ignore. Uh, there are longer term solutions. But what about the immediate term? We know that there were conversations, as you mentioned, in Kenora yesterday about what to do. We're also going to celebrate a Manitoban, three Manitobans yesterday, in, uh, inducted, receiving the Order of Canada. We'll visit with one of those individuals later on this morning. And also we're going to get into the psychology of New Year's Eve and resolutions, but also maybe the whole idea that this could be your first New Year's Eve out in a large group in the last couple of years. How do you deal with the potential anxiety associated with that, Gabby? How you feel and how you doing? Those are the questions we are asking this morning. Really looking forward to hearing from a psychologist on that. Just back to that Order of Canada too. Greg and I were saying, what do you do with your Order of Canada? That's my big question. <laughs> Where do you store that? Tell me. Yeah, well, I want to know. If you have an Order of Canada lying around, where do you keep it? What is the apropos and the uh, yeah? What are the what are the uh, what are the uh, rules around that? Tucked like, under the couch cushions, hopefully not. I think you're supposed to wear a pin. I think there's a pin that comes with it. Oh, daily. Uh, I don't know if you have to wear it daily, but certainly at at certain events, I think it's protocol for you to wear it. But we'll ask Steve Bell. I'd want it tattooed on my face. Like, let's put that somewhere. <laughs> Because the pin isn't prominent enough, the exposure isn't big enough, let's just have a tattoo of that Order of Canada on one's face. I liked that dramatic pause before you announced the current temperature. I thought maybe we had a, it was like a, a radiothon or a telethon. We had a, we have a new total. We have a new temperature. It's still minus 14. I've just forgotten to read the temperature, Greg Magling, <laughs> but let's go with that. Gabrielle Marchand, uh, Gab with Gabby for uh, to 12, uh, four, 13 more segments this morning. We're, gra- we're grateful to have her here on this last Friday of 2022. Brett McGarry returns next week, as does Loren McNabb. We're going to take Monday off, but uh, Loren and I'll be back on Tuesday. Brett returns on Wednesday. The three M's shall be reunited uh, next week. We're talking about autographs really quick before we uh, jump into our next segment here. One of our listeners says, uh, ages ago, former Beatles member Pete Best played at a Blue Bombers game. The only thing I had on me was an A&W coupon. Oh. So now I have a Pete Best autographed on the w- A&W coupon and had to pay full price for the meal afterwards. 
That's spectacular. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, we want to hear uh, about uh, the strangest places uh, you've bumped into celebrities and maybe some of the stranger things you have autographs on. I don't have this man's autograph, but I should. He's one of my broadcast idols, mentor, friend, Kelly Moore, joining us this morning in for Cameron Poitras. Kelly, good morning. Good morning. And, you know, as I told uh, your co-host there yesterday when I ran into her, I was in the station picking up something. I have another item crossed off the bucket list, working a morning show with Gabby Marchand. See, the, the, even even guys of your vintage, Kelly, have uh, bucket lists. I'm oh, so yeah. Yeah. I'm so honored <laughs> to work. Before we wind with... up in the bucket, <laughs> wind up in the bucket. I'm so honored to work with you, Kelly. I, I tell everybody, Kelly Moore is the voice where he sounds just as he does on the radio in person. An epic voice, an epic man. So. Well, Terry, Terry says, uh, Kelly Moore, you will always uh, be my favorite radio. Good morning. I'd say come back, but you're doing uh, awesome on the Jets broadcast. Thanks for making my day. So uh, happy new year to you, Terry. Uh, Kelly, we want to talk about New Year's Eve's. I'm sure you spent many a oh. New Year's Eve in a hockey <laughs> rink around North America. Have you got one that's most mes- memorable? Well, I'll tell you what, there was a New Year's Eve that I wished I was spending a night in a hockey arena, but uh, at the radio station I was working at in Kamloops, uh, this is going back to the late 80s. I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. We're, we're, we're sponsoring this huge New Year's Eve party at uh, one of the Kamloops downtown hotels. Uh, anyway, we're making much merry. The last thing, and we stayed in the hotel that night so we didn't have to drive home. The last thing my wife tells me is, behave yourself don't get too drunk i should have remembered those words anyway fast forward to getting back up to the room i had to go to the washroom sat down on the edge of the toilet lost or sat down on the edge of the bathtub rather lost my balance hit my head on the back of the soap dish split it open Uh, the people that we were sharing um adjoining rooms with she was sober enough to drive me to the hospital got stitched up Woke up the next morning, uh, there was blood all over the shirt that my daughters had bought me for Christmas, uh, and so the next day, it's New Year's Day, the Blazers are playing Portland, and I'm thinking, oh man, I cannot do this game. We get home, and of course, it's the old uh, voice uh, uh, answering machine, the Portland broadcaster has laryngitis. I have to do a dual broadcast. Oh, oh man. Bleeding everywhere. Well, I was stitched up by them, but I'll tell you, the old head was sure throbbing. And then the next day, we've got to take a 12 to whatever, 14-hour bus ride to Portland. About halfway, I go to the trainer. I said, please, do you have a Tylenol? <laughs> <laughs> Epic Kelly Moore story. Kamloops Blazers days, Kamloops days, uh, BC zone, Kelly Moore. Great. great. I don't know. That, Sarah I McCarthy, can you top that? The, no, I was just thinking that the whole time you should have saved Kelly for last. Um, no, nothing that exciting. I mean, I've had my fair share of the garage parties, too, in northwestern Ontario. So that's the thing to do there. But honestly, give me some Chinese food, my pajamas, and go to bed at like 12.01. I love that you brought that up. (laughs) What do you take out? What is the takeout of your choice? Because I think a lot of people have Chinese on New New Year's Year's Eve. Yeah, uh, Yeah. it's the Empress of China on Henderson Highway. They've got the big billboard. You have to order in advance. I'm sure. Yeah, in order (laughs) to uh, get your your uh, food for New Year's Eve. Uh, Jeff Forche lives just down the road from there. Your best New Year's Eve? Oh, it was, I can't remember what year. I'll start that off there. And uh, <laughs> so I went to a Jets game. Can't remember if they won. 
Went to house party after. Don't remember exactly where it was. I remember we had... <laughs> missing details. Many well, yeah, missing well, details. It happens on New Year's Eve. And so I remember a midnight happening. We all cheer. We all had fun. And uh, we were at a party. And for some reason, me and my buddy, we found a broom at this house party. And uh, we started balancing it. And then it turned into some whole game where everyone was involved and everyone's yelling and like, oh, no, you're cheating. You're cheating. You're not balancing correctly. You're holding it. And like the whole party just went around <laughs> playing with a stupid broom. It, it was just, yeah. yeah. That's probably one of my favorite New, Year, New Year's Eve, though. We don't know what year. We don't know where it happened. Uh, the statistics are vague and, and really not forthcoming, but we know about balancing broom handles. Yeah. Uh, speaking of statistics, how, how long do we have for Gabby's uh, story here, Jeff? One minute. I'll keep it quick then. I was at a bar with some friends, decided we needed to leave, could not catch a cab to save our lives. I do not encourage hitchhiking, but I have done it many a time. Stick out our thumbs. My friends think it's the sketchiest thing ever because they didn't grow up in a small town. Growing up in Winnipeg, we don't hitchhike. Okay, we're doing it. But there's three of us and one of him, and he seems to have a broken hand. And he drove us home to my home, and then they waited two hours to get a cab to their home. So... It was a it was a fruitless ride, but we met somebody new. He was a massage therapist with a broken hand. Hello, New Winnipegger. <laughs> Thank you for getting us back to the Exchange District. That would make him. Maybe ask. he was playing the broom game at Fortune. <laughs> there you go. He it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Half a massage therapist if you got a broken wrist. Greg Macklinger. Almost said Loren McNabb, Gabrielle Marchand with us here. Good morning, Gabby. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Probably uh, a one-time thing, to be honest with you, but I am delighted to be here Not if this I morning. have anything to do with it. 9.05 Fridays typically is Gab with Gabby. One segment per week. We still have one, two, three, four, five, six segments to gab with Gabby that this morning. That was quick. Brace yourselves, uh, everyone. I can count, Greg's baby. on fire this morning. I can morning. count all the way to double digits. Uh, while we're at that, I'll invite you to cjob.com to vote and to uh, voice your opinion, share your thoughts on our question of the day. Question of the day at cjob.com. What are your plans for the first New Year's Eve since 2019 without COVID restrictions? Going to party hard? A modest activity, dinner, movie, watching fireworks. Will you be eating brie? That is my question to you. Or other cheeses, meats and cheeses on New Year's Eve, Greg. I suspect there'll be cheese involved in my plans. A nice evening at home, watch the ball drop on TV. I'll be asleep before midnight. And the other option that's not on here, of course, listen to the Winnipeg Jets take on the Edmonton Oilers. Nine o'clock face-off, by the way. So that game will take you pretty much close uh, and right up to midnight. Question of the day brought to you by Mr. Furness. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furness, 204-832-6243. So get out the noisemakers. Manitobans will soon be ringing in 2023 for some... Will come with resolutions. And we were saying ch 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 changes. What does it all mean? We are getting some professional insight this morning. We're bringing in a Manitoba psychologist. That is Dr. Toby Rutner joining us. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Happy to be here. This is not my free therapy session. So I'm going to ask you a question. New year, new me. What do you think of that? Goal setting in general. Is it realistic? Resolutions are not realistic. Goal setting is. 
The difference is when we make a resolution, it's necessary for it to be effective to not only state what it is we intend to do, but to also state how we're going to go about doing it, which most people fail to do. So it leaves us frustrated. I have a goal, but I haven't stated how to do it. It's like having going on a road trip, but I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get there. Well, it's that old saying, right, Dr. Rutner, the idea of we don't uh, plan to fail, we fail to plan. And one of our listeners kind of used this word and set the table for this entire conversation uh, back at 6.13 this morning. Jackie says, no resolutions, only intentions. And you're taking those intentions one step further. That's right. Intentions and a roadmap for how to get there, setting a reasonable goal in which we can get immediate feedback and make gradual changes, hopefully rewarded or reinforced by the environment so that we maintain the the changes that we made. So that if we have, you know, a treadmill, it's not used as a coat rack, it's actually used. Important to schedule a positive reinforcement for yourself after completing the task. Yeah, you're speaking to somebody who bought a gym membership and has used it twice in the past two months. But Dr. Rutner, when we talk about trying new things, I know lots of people say they want to make this the year of yes, the month of yes, where they get out of their comfort zone, where they go to that concert or they meet that friend they haven't seen in forever. What do you think of that take where you're just trying to say yes to more things? I think it's always a good idea to say yes. When in doubt, say yes as opposed to being stuck in an ambivalent situation where we're sort of quote-unquote torn or don't know what to do. When in doubt, say yes and specify how you're going to go about doing it. I find I have to say, learn to say no more in terms of keeping my schedule free and and keeping my life in balance. But I want to talk to you about the idea of being willing To fail. And I'm not poo pooing the idea of yes, by the way. I'm just saying that for some of us, no is an important word to to use, to exercise, and to have at the ready, uh, depending on on, on your situation. But that willingness to, to fail, to try something that you've never tried before, and the idea of it maybe not working out the way you imagined, Dr. Rutner. Talk about that, if you would. Well, it has to do with assumptions. I mean, what what does fail mean? Fail might mean not achieving an unrealistic goal. Fail, you always fail if you never try. And the important thing is not whether or not you meet the goal that you set, because once we get the feedback, we can readjust the goal to make it a more meaningful and realistic aspect of our life. Um, trouble saying no generally comes because the person overbooks themselves or they end up saying yes to a situation that doesn't feel good. But I think if you look at, I'm going to make a response, either yes or no. If I make the response yes, I want to figure out how I'm going to do it. Do I have time to do it? And once I do that due diligence, I might find that I have to say, no, sorry, I can't make it. Doctor, so what we, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, please, you go ahead. Well, we want to set ourselves up to feel a positive reaction to what we do. If we set our goals too high, we end up feeling discouraged. We need to adjust once we get the feedback so we have a reasonable plan with solid progress. Dr. Rutner, before we say goodbye this morning, this is the first New Year's in at least two years without any pandemic restrictions, as we mentioned. 
is it a reality that some people will be feeling anxiety about, you know, larger gatherings or just returning to the party, the celebration? That's something that I'm finding in my practice right now. There are people who are still so traumatized by the pandemic that they're afraid to do anything. And we see them driving down the street in the car by themselves with a face mask on. So some people find that the emotional damage done to them by the constant fear and inaccurate information that keeps changing has produced some casualties that need some help in terms of getting over the anxiety associated with what's been going on for the last couple of years. For those that might need help, Dr. Rutner, in terms of uh, getting things together, they might be feeling anxiety, they may be, uh, you know, mired in depression. Uh, how, how do they reach out and, and what are some resources you can hand to us before we uh, let you go here? Well, I think anytime a person is experiencing uh, dramatic emotional uh, problems, it's a good idea to check with a family doctor to see if it's some kind of organic situation. And if not, then look at getting involved with a professional psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, it's not something to fool around with. We want people to feel well, and some situations are, are necessary to have another person help us get there. Dr. Toby Rutner, we appreciate you very much. Uh, best of the new year, and I know we'll hear from you more on the radio station and on global television in 2023. Thank you so much, as always, for your insight. You're quite welcome. Happy New Year. Standing in the rain one of my favorite things about working with Jeff Forte in Master Control is his ability to take a look at the lineup to see what we're doing in the program or in the middle of a segment and go, I know the perfect song to play. I know why he's playing it. I'm going to share it with you in just a moment. But perfect choice, Jeff Forte. Well done, my friend. It's not because of the artist. It's the message within the song. As I said, we'll mention that in a moment. We just have a couple more minutes, maybe 10 at maximum for you to get in to us at 204-780-6868. Your best or perhaps your worst New Year's Eve experiences. We want to send you to Canada Life Centre January 9th for a hockey game. It's the University of Manitoba Bisons versus the Ukrainian under-25 team. Can't stop hockey. That's right. Uh, The Ukrainian team on their way to the University Games Winter Edition, and they're making pit stops all across Western Canada to play hockey against some of the collegiate teams in Western Canada. So yesterday, Gabby Marchand, it's Gabby and Greg, by the way, Brett Loren returning next week. Governor General Mary Simon announced 99 individuals and their respective appointments to the Order of Canada. And among the heavy hitters, academia, science, medicine, law, and the arts, Hockey star, of course, Sidney Crosby, currently the captain of the NHL's Pittsburgh Penguins, famed Hollywood impressionist Rich Little. Two existing appointees are being promoted to become companions to the on order. Wow, the honors roll's highest status. Beloved actor Eugene Levy and Nova Scotia businessman John Bragg. Love Eugene Levy. Oh, how can you not? What he's brought over the years, the joy and laughter. Also on the distinguished list of appointees... 
our next guest, Gabby. And what an honor to have him for his contributions to Canadian music as a folk roots Christian singer-songwriter, author and producer, as well as for his advocacy of social and community causes. Winnipeg's Steve Bell has been appointed to the Order of Canada. Good morning and congratulations. Oh, morning you too. And thank you very much. When did you get the news? Walk us through this moment where you find out that you are receiving this appointment. I got, <laughs> I walked into my office about six weeks ago and uh, there's a note from um, my assistant saying, you know, there's a number of this person you're supposed to call and it was an Ottawa number. And, um, and so I called it and it was the governor uh, general's office and they, it was fascinating because the woman said who she was and she says, I'm, I'm telling you that you have been appointed to, or you're, you're put forward to be appointed to the, um, the order of Canada all we need is your yes, and she said, "Do you do you accept?" And I, <laughs> and, and, and your your brain is kind of just like spinning at that point. Um, and then you you ask the question: Is this is this for real? Is it a joke? Whatever. And then when you're finally convinced and you say yes, she says, "Well, then it's done. Just please don't tell anybody until we make the announcement in, in uh, late December." Wow! So you've been keeping this under your hat for six weeks, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I told my, you know, you know, I was allowed to tell friends and family, but just in terms of keeping it out of the, out of uh, media, you know, make no, don't make a pre pronouncement. So it's interesting because because apparently the minute you say yes, it's yours. It's not like you wait for it. It's but uh, but the ceremonies and all those things come later. So uh, as part of the ceremony, what do you receive? What do you get? And and what are the responsibilities attached? Well, I think, well, you, you get, I mean, there's a beautiful medal, um, like a, a pendant medal, and you get some lapel pins, and you get a certificate, and all that kind of stuff. But I think the way I understand it, I went online and I read it, and, and the, um, the, the, uh, the motto is, I'm going to get the Latin wrong, but it's a desiderantes meliorium patrum, which means they long for a better country, and, and, which is a beautiful model. And it's, it's basically, I guess it's honoring or pointing out people who by their work show that they long for Canada to be a better nation. Um, and so the way I understand it is we see you doing that. Now, please do it officially as an ambassador for us. So it's, it's, it's once a recognition and it's also um, a sending out to, to, to do it what you've already been doing anyway. It's, it's kind of fascinating, yeah. You are clearly a very humble individual, but you have a long list of accolades. Steve, I think we're going to need to get you a trophy room at your home. There's the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal, the Order of Manitoba, several music awards is my understanding. But we want to hear a little bit about you because it sounds like you had a really interesting upbringing. Tell us about how music came into your life when you were just uh, a young boy. Well, it starts with my mom. My, my my father's a preacher, Baptist preacher, great, and he's a you know he's a really a very very fine man and fine fine theologian and fine preacher. So I grew up hearing that kind of language and those kinds of concerns and those kinds of wrestlings with you know with reality and and truth and goodness and beauty. So that that's all there. My mother is a gorgeous musician, a beautiful piano player, a um, a uh, deep soul, a, um, a, a songwriter. She taught us kids to sing and play when we were when we were young, and we had a family gospel band, and we made records and toured and had matching outfits and all that kind of thing. 
Um, but when my dad was, um, when I was about eight, my dad took a job. Um, he left regular church work and took a job as a prison chaplain at Drumheller. He was the first uh, prison chaplain at Drumheller Penitentiary, just outside of Calgary. And so that's where we went to church from then on in. I, every Sunday, that's between eight and when I left home at 18, that's I went to church in, in prisons. And it was the inmates that taught me to play guitar. They would use to uh, use the chapel on Saturday afternoons to jam, and I was dying to. I, I got to know them. They became my friends, and in, in, in a weird way, my wonderful mentors. And um, and I wanted to play. And when the inmates heard that, they approached my dad and they said, "You know, bring them in. We'll we'll teach them." So I would, I saved up some money. I bought a guitar, and and that's where you'd find me every Saturday afternoon. Was sitting. With you know, in, in a sense, I mean this ironically, but Canada's most unwanted men teaching me my trade and giving me uh, a, a lifelong vocation that um, that I may not have had without that um, without that teaching as a young boy. What an incredible perspective you bring to your work, your advocacy work, your just your overall philosophy in life, Steve. It's a wonderful story, and and I'm of the vintage, Steve. I remember you from from the nightclub scene back with Elias Stritton Bell in the early '80s, and uh, and of course uh, some wonderful music back then. But before we let you go, we've been talking a lot about the influence of of our parents and the idea of passing on versus passing away, and it's clear that your parents passed on to you some incredible values and the wonderful gift of music that, that you're sharing with us over all of these years. How proud would they be of, of this accomplishment? Oh, you know, well, my mom is still alive, but she's fairly, I mean, she's, she's fairly, um, uh, well, she's in sort of deep um, disorientation because of dementia. I mean, she will know what this means, but she'll forget it. <laughs> so, um, my dad, I'm really sorry my dad is not, no longer alive. He just would have loved this so much, you know, and the idea of, you know, of getting, say, a Juno Award or something like that for something you've done, you know, and accomplished, he, he would be proud of. But for getting um, a, a merit for who you are as a person, I mean, that's what would matter to my dad. Because he always used to say that. Don't, don't look at what other people have done and do that. Look at who they are. Pick one that you admire and do what they did. Right, that was his. Everything was about who you are, not what you do, and and so this would have mattered to him a lot. So I'm I'm sorry he's not here to share it with me for sure. Advocacy advocate of social and community causes, folk roots, Christian singer songwriter, author and producer, and now appointee to the Order of Canada. Steve Bell, once again, congratulations, Happy New Year, and I know you've got a difficult day ahead of you. So uh, condolences to you and oh. and 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 your family and and friends today as uh, you make time for us on uh, in the aftermath of a very special day yesterday. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Steve Bell, uh, an absolute treasure on many levels, Gabby. I love that he talked about his mother, a beautiful musician, clearly in a family of beautiful musicians, sharing so much with his insight this morning.